Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Mark chapter 14. I'm going to the Old Testament here. It said this, Jesus says in Mark 14 and verse 22, it says, while they were eating, Jesus took bread and he blessed it, giving thanks and praise. He broke it and gave it to them and he said, take it, this is my body. Then he said in verse 23, and when he had taken the cup of wine and given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, my blood which is being poured out for many for the forgiveness of of sins. This is what I want to do this morning as we take a communion this morning. I believe there is something powerful when this happens. Those of you that are just in the routine of saying, you know what, I'm going to eat the plastic and drink the cup of juice and nothing's going to happen. You know what I believe? I believe healing can take place during communion. Come on. How many of y'all know his body's still broken for us today? I mean, all of the blood of Jesus is just as powerful as it was 2,000 years ago when our Savior died on the cross for us. It's still working and powerful. But the first thing is this. The Bible's very clear in 1 Corinthians. He tells us, he says, don't go through with this if your life is not right. Listen, I want you to go through with this. But if your life is not right, let's get it right before we even get started. If you're away from God, if there's sin in your life that's causing you not to be close to Him, Let's get right. Let's get things right with the Lord today. So if you're out there and you say, you know what, Pastor, that's me. I'm not right with the Lord. I can honestly say that I would be guilty of taking up communion before I got things right with the Lord. Let's get them right with the Lord. Who is that today? Just lift your hand and say, you know what, that's me. I need to get things right with God. I see some hands. I see some hands out there. Amen. I see that hand. I see that hand. Let's be bold enough to pray this together. Amen. Believers, other believers in the room that have prayed that prayer. I want you to pray this with us. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Say, Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I'm separated from you. But now at this time, I believe that you died, you were buried, and on the third day, you rose again. Come live in my heart, Jesus. I confess you as my Lord. From this day forward, I'll serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give it up for a hand for those who got right with the Lord. Amen. Now, as a family, let's break bread together. As a family. Hold up that bread. He said, "This this is my body that has been broken for you. So, God, we say thank you for your body. We say thank you, Lord, for the nails... Uh, that were in your hands and in your feet. We say thank you, God, for the cat of nine tails that was raked across your back, the crown of thorns that was on your head, how you carried that cross, beating yourself up all the way to the end. But God, even on the cross, you said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And so, God, we thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins that you've done for us, but it only could have been done through your body that was broken for us. And so, Lord, today, as we take up your body, we are in remembrance, God, of not only of what you did then, but what you're going to do if you're coming back for your church. We do it in remembrance of that. Thank you, God, for the body. Go ahead and take that. God, 
as we hold up the juice as representation of your blood. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for the blood. Come on, tell the Lord thank you for his blood. Lord, your word says we've overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so, Lord, I just pray that as we take of this blood, there's something supernatural that will take place. I pray, God, by the power of God, that the same blood that was on the cross at Calvary is the same miracle-working blood that's alive today, that covers our sins, that heals our body, that sets us free, Lord, that makes us live in victory. And so, Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for your blood. And as we take of this, we thank you, Lord, for the covenant that you made with each and every one of us by your blood in Jesus name God I thank you for the word that as it goes forth today I pray that it accomplishes what it's meant and it's sent to do God I praise you right now Lord for the miracles that took place over the weekend God for over the ladies thank you for the healing that came the clarity that came oh God the the eyes that were open to see and the ears that were open to hear. Lord, we give you praise for it. Thank you for your spirit that's in this room. Thank you for the spirit of God that breaks uh, the anointing that breaks the yokes and bondages of sin and death. So, Lord, we get in unity this morning and we declare that your word, God, not go in one ear and out the other. But, Lord, it changes us. That it makes us new. That we leave here better than we came in. In the mighty name of Jesus and everybody said and everybody said well look at your neighbor and said you need this word this morning look at your other neighbor and said I'm glad you didn't sleep in come on tell them I know they probably did want to sleep in hi Amy good to know you well who's happy to be in the house of the Lord today How many of you know the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever? I literally woke up this morning and had a big smile on my face because I knew it was the day that we go to church. Amen. I mean, y'all know every day is the day the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. But it's something about it when, when we all come together in the house of the Lord. So I was so excited to come. And I believe the Lord has a word for you today. And uh, if you have your Bibles, open them to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and Galatians chapter 5. And I'm starting a brand new series here. If you're new to Arena of Life, lots of times I preach in sermon, uh, series. It's just the way the Lord has spoke to me over the years. And it, it's hard for me sometimes when I get on a topic, it's hard for me to get off of it. And... Uh, um, Honestly, this morning, I could have called this Christianity 101. Christianity 101. I know uh, Judy, uh, first uh, Monday of the month, she, she preaches or teaches prayer 101. I could teach to you Christianity 101 this morning, but got a little fun with it. Dealing with the Blues Brothers, or Blues Brother. Dealing with the Blues Brother. How many of y'all have ever dealt with the Blues before? All right. If you were raised in a godly, Christian, charismatic, Pentecostal home like I was, we watched the Blues Brothers. And uh, it is a great show. If you haven't seen it, that's your assignment today. Go and watch it. But I almost wore a fedora and, you know, did a little jig for you guys, but I decided not to. All right. 
But how many of y'all know overcoming emotions is so important? I'm going to say that one more time. Now, guys, I want you to think about this. I don't know if you've ever had a wife that's come to you, and the first thing that they open up with out the gate is, I just want to tell you how I feel. You know it's not going to be a good discussion, right? And so how many of y'all know overcoming emotions is an important thing in 2023? I'm going to say that one more time. How many of y'all know overcoming emotions is an important thing? I don't care if you're female or you're male or what you are in here. I'm telling you, God has given us emotions, but we need to connect it, it into it with the word of God. I read this quote. I was looking up some stuff, and I read this quote, and this guy uh, talked about this quote. He didn't know who it's from, but he had heard it before, but it really bared witness with me. It says, feelings are the most formidable enemy of the Christian. Feelings are the most formidable um, enemy of the, in, uh, of the Christian. All right, now, you might write, already say, no, it's the devil. Well, I'll tell you this, the devil comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. So know this about the enemy, that uh, he roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Yes, the devil's about, but can, can I tell you, lots of times, nine times out of ten, the enemy, the devil, will use your emotions to take your victory away from you. So I wrote down some thoughts. I'm just going to go ahead right out the gate, uh, hit you a ground ball. Number one is this. Walking in freedom and victory consistently will not be possible unless you learn how to control your emotions. Walking in freedom and victory consistently. Everybody say consistently. Walking in freedom and victory consistently. I mean, you all know confidence is, it comes from a place of consistent behavior all the time will not be possible unless you learn how to control your emotions. I believe this with all my heart. You may have moments of victories. You may have two out of the seven days in victory. But if you're not careful, if you're not consistent of overcoming your flesh and your emotions, you will constantly be battled. And how many of y'all know if you're battled five out of the seven days, you're eventually going to be six days and seven days a week being battled? Are you hearing me? Like, you've got to walk in consistency. Any of you have ever been around people before that you can see it as soon as they walk through the door, whether this is going to be a good day or a bad day? It's written all over them, all right? There's some of y'all, I see elbows flying in the room, all right? Don't, don't need to be doing that. No judgment this morning. But I, I used to shoe at a cutting horse place right behind here, and there was a vet that would come every day and collect from this stud. In the hired hand, I would ask him, hey, is the vet in a good mood or a bad mood. And what he'd do is he would look inside that collection barn and he would have one arm out and he would give me one of these or one of these. He could tell right away as soon as he saw him whether or not it was going to be a good day or it was going to be a bad day. And I'm just here to tell you that God wants you every day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Every day have one of these rather than one of these. And that God's called you to every day. Parents, if you want your kids to walk in victory, it's important that we as parents consistently overcome our emotions every single day. And so uh, let's not have moments of it. Let's have consistency in it. I just wrote down some things. I want to read this to you, what the, what the Lord gave me. And I shared these with Pastor Brandy, and she shared some with me. Feelings and emotions are not evil, but they're also not holy. You can say preach. Oh, that's so good. Yes. Give me more. All right. I'll give you more. 
Emotions, feelings can be helpful, but other times they can be hurtful. Feelings come in negatives, but they also come in positives. They quit when you need them the most, and they flare up at the wrong times. Not wanting them does not stop them, but wanting them does not make them come. How many of y'all know feelings sometimes have a mind of their own? You can cry one hour and laugh the next. They behave better under good circumstances, and they act up during periods of waiting and periods of change. They have a connection with your physical being. I believe that with all my heart. Like if you're in good physical shape, I believe you're going to have a good mindset about life. The reason I'm always in a good mood is because I eat ice cream. <laughs> Hallelujah. And banana pudding. And uh, buttermilk pie. Glory to God. They have a connection with our will. Pastor, what do you mean by that? Well, when we don't get our way, how your emotions react to that, that has something to do with your will. And so in order for us to walk in victory and walk consistently over our emotions and dealing with the blues, brother, first you need to know how God created you. If you have your Bibles, open to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Like I said before, if I could call this Christianity 101, and this might be a, uh, you know, uh, something that's refreshing inside of your mind, but, uh, or maybe this is something new, but all of us need to live by these standards. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, this is the word of God. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. Come on, I'm telling you this morning, if you're living in a dramatic state right now, if mountains seem bigger than you, I just want you to connect into the one that has created you. You're created in God's image, in Christ's image. And the Bible says right out the gate, now, now the God of peace. Come on, just get that in your spirit this morning, the God of peace. You don't serve the God of drama. You don't serve the God of not enough. How many of y'all know we serve the God of more than enough? How many of y'all know we serve the God of when we are weak, he makes us strong? How many of y'all know we serve the God when we are poor, he makes us rich? If God be for us, then who in the world can be against us? I'm telling you, let's tap into the God of peace. And then it goes on to say, this is amplified, it says, That is separate from your profane and vulgar things. I feel like saying that one more time. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. That is separate, that separate you from profane and vulgar things. Make you pure and whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose. And may your spirit, everybody say spirit, and soul, everybody say soul, and body, body, be kept complete and, the, and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful and absolutely trustworthy is he who is calling you to himself for your salvation, and he will do it. So I want you to know this this morning, if you've never been taught this before, that we are a triune being. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live inside of a body. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live inside of a body. Let me teach you just for a second if you've never heard this before. You, the, uh, the Bible tells us this, that when we accept Jesus Christ, we are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. How many of y'all know when you first give your life to Christ, the, 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 the dumb decisions, like if you made foolish financial decisions before you gave your life to Christ, they're still going to be out there. But your spirit 
is going to be made brand new, right? Uh, it, it, we, I said this Wednesday night, if you were here, lots of times people think when they come to an altar call and they give their life to Christ, it's in John chapter 3 where we have the famous scripture, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When he says this, he's talking to a man named Nicodemus that is of high-ranking power. And he tells him this. He says, it comes to him at nighttime, so we call him Nick at night. So he tells Nick at night, he tells him this, you must be born again. And lots of times hear this term of being born again. He, the, uh, people are thinking that they get, you know, sucked right back into their mama's belly and then you get born again. No. It means your spirit of who you are, it gets washed by the blood of Jesus. It gets transferred from the darkness into the kingdom of light. Come on, it gets transferred to a new place. Are you hearing me this morning? <clears throat> and so it's your spirit, man. And so uh, you, uh, lots of times we think that it's when we answer an altar call, we think to ourselves, all of that stuff is just going to go away. No, all of that stuff is the flesh. All of that stuff is, in, you know, mind, will, emotions, those are decisions. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You're still going to have the consequences of that. But your name now is written in the Lamb's book of life. Eternity, come on, is fixed for you and I. Are you hearing me? So your spirit, what happens is you get converted when you become a believer. Proverbs 20 and verse 27. I love this scripture. It says the spirit of man is the lamp of the Lord, searching and examining all the innermost parts of his being. So you know what that tells me? That the Lord moves through our spirit. Our spirit man becomes born again. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. I love this. Can we put it on the screen? It says, for he has rescued us. He has rescued us. Come on, lift your hands if you've been rescued this morning. He has rescued us and drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness and has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. I want to talk about transferred. Isn't that that awesome that God forgives us of our sins and cleanses us from all unrighteousness? As far as the east is from the west, no longer to look up your transgressions or things you've said or things you've done. How many of y'all know your grandpappy's pappy's pappy may think about the things that you've done, but God forgives you of all the things that you've done. He paid for it on the cross. And so you get transferred immediately from darkness to light. Now, I just want to give you the perspective here. Because lots of times, believers don't live in victory because they don't understand this. When I was, um, uh, this this 20 years ago, I was working for UPS. I got a call, many of you have heard this story before, of during the peak season of Christmas time, I got called to go and unload uh, trailers at UPS. And so, uh, this was... This was a very peak season, so we'd get there at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Why well, I'm a very competitive person. Very. I compete with my kids. All right? I don't even let my 6-year-old win because he needs to learn how to lose, okay? That's just part of life. I never let Brandy win, that is for sure, all right? Except in arguments because there is no winning there, all right? <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> All the family's going, amen, all right. She should have been a lawyer. She really should have. But anyways, I was, uh, uh, those, so they back up these trailers and those UPS trucks right down the middle. Every one of those trucks, they have rollers. They have these platforms and there's rollers. 
and they have down underneath the rollers packages up on top of the rollers. So uh, they said, I want you to get in there and I want you to unload that truck as fast as possible. And then it goes down this belt and at this belt, they kind of spread out. And there's a belt here, two, belt, uh, two belts back here, and then there's one underneath. So where it either goes to the blue belt, the red belt, the orange belt, the yellow belt, or whatever, and there's a guy that's sorting those out. Well, I got in that truck and I will win. It may be three in the morning, but I will unload that truck faster than anybody. Bring it on. I still feel that way today. Even score, even though it was four score and 50 pounds ago, I'm confident that I would win, all right? So we'd get in that belt, and I'd be pushing them out. I'm telling you, dead of winter, pouring sweat, pushing these packages down the, down the belt. There was even uh, football players from WT that would, they would quit in one day. Just way too hard at work, poor guy. And, and so they told me after two weeks, they said, Travis, you're such a hard worker. I'm never forget. They called me in. Supervisors called me in. He said, you're a hard worker. We're now going to take you to a belt, and you're going to load three trucks. So I had to learn all the addresses of these different trucks and where they went inside of there. My whole point is this. I got transferred from being in the trailer now to loading trucks. If I would have done the same thing to loading trucks as I did on unloading trucks, I would have been fired. Let me break it to you like this. I'll never forget this one. I, I had apprenticed under Eddie Martis shoeing horses for about three years, two and a half years. And he comes to me. I'll never forget. We go to his house. He tells me God's called us to Tucumcari. We're going to start a church there. And he, he slides this piece of paper across the table to me. And on that piece of paper, it said this. It said that uh, many of you know uh, Travis. He's been going with me, uh, shoeing horses with me over the last couple of years. And uh, we are now moving to Tucumcari. And if you would allow him to, he, he will continue to shoe your horses. How humbling. How awesome. He, he, he gives this to me. Now, not everyone chose to use me, but uh, it was amazing how God gave me that business and, and gave me so many horses right out the gate. But listen to me. What I did for Eddie before, Pastor Eddie before, what I did was I may have pulled shoes, finished feet, right, top dress, all that different stuff, may have boxed some uh, shoes and and got him nails, uh, even though I was doing all of it, I did exactly what he asked me to do. Now he's pushing a piece of paper that now I'm transforming, transferring from one set of standards to a whole different set. See, I had never bought material before. I had never set up scheduling before. There are some parts of the business I had never done before, but now a responsibility came over me because there was a transfer of my position of where I was to where I am now. See, what I'm trying to paint the picture to you is this. The Bible says we've been transferred from a place of darkness now into a place of light. See, lots of you think that because Jesus saved you, that you can still live and do what you've always done. Stop doing that. Can I talk to you as a pastor this morning? Stop. You can't live under the same circumstances as you did before. You can't do what you want to do. You can't just say what you want to say. You can't just go where you feel like you want to go. God's transferred us. See, if I, I would have lost, I would have lost a business if I would have continued to do what I was doing. It's the same way in your walk with Christ. 
You will lose in life if you continue to do your old habits, your old lifestyle. This is Christianity 101. You're like, Pastor, I've been saved for 10 years, but you still don't get it. Come on. Can I just tell you the truth this morning? God's given us a whole new set of values. God's given us a whole new, uh, uh, come on, a different different way of seeing things. We've been transferred from darkness. We were blind, but now we can see. We were lost, but now we are found. Are you hearing me this morning? Y'all getting something out of the word so far? I hope you are. Some of you already turned me off. You're like, you know what? I ain't listening to you no more. So the first one, triune being, that's our spirit. Now let's talk about our soul. Everybody say soul. The soul is this. It's your mind, your will, emotions. It's the way you think. It's your will. It's the choices that you make. It's your emotions. I wrote this down. We learn real quick that we can't live according to how we feel. We have to live according to the word of God. How many of y'all know the word of God has a whole different set of standards? He said, give and it will be given back to you. It makes no sense to us in the world. If I give it away, then there's no way that I'm going to get it back because it's given away. How many of y'all know you've been blessed because you've given? Amen. It's, it's uh, I've, I've taught this many times before. I before E except after C. See, uh, lots of times we have to, in order to become a plumber or electrician or a detective or whoever we are, we've got to go through all kinds of different schooling. And then we get a diploma of what we've done. What happens when we get saved, it's different from the uh, kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of light, he says, here's your diploma. Now walk in victory. Amen. How many of y'all know we're saved by grace, not of works? We're saved by grace. How many of y'all thankful for the grace of God this morning? Come on, if you lean in, you'll get something. And so my whole point is this, is the word has a whole different set of standards. And so when our emotions, here's my other thought that... My first one was walking in freedom and victory consistently. Here's my second thought. When our emotions run free, we can easily become deceived in our thinking and our will is denied a healthy standard of judgment. How many of y'all know when our emotions run free, we make poor choices? One of the things, Uncle Cody would uh, definitely verify this, in wrestling. I've watched a lot of kids wrestling, even my boys. When emotions take over, you better get ready to be pinned. When your emotions run free, and I'm going to tell you by the Spirit of God the same thing to believers. When your emotions run free, get ready to get pinned. When your emotions run free, you, you begin to have bad habits. When your emotions run free and you let them do whatever they want to do, You'll have bad cycles because of the bad habits, but first because of the poor choices that you made to make the bad habits, to make the bad cycles. Amen? So wrong feelings form wrong thought patterns. I want to ask you this morning, do your thoughts run wild? Do they run wild? I'll tell you why they run wild. It's because you let your feelings do whatever they want to do. Open your Bibles, Galatians chapter 5. So... Let me set this up here. We talked about the spirit. We talked about the soul. The spirit, when we get saved, that's called salvation. Everybody say salvation. I'm y'all thankful. You are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. Amen. 
We have been saved. And so then there's a next step that happens, and I believe this happens inside of our soul. I know this happens in our soul. And it's called the word sanctification. Now, I will tell you this with all confidence. This is a step-by-step, day-by-day, every day we get sanctified. All right? Now, I will say this too. I don't care how long you've been a Christian or you're, maybe you're a brand-new Christian. This does not top. The, sanctification does not stop till you are off of this earth. I don't care if you're the greatest man or woman of God right now. God's called you to get sanctified every single day until he raptures you out of here. <laughs> Are you hearing me this morning? And so it's a step-by-step. It's a cleansing. And, and, um, and this is what happens inside of our soul. I told you to go to Galatians, and I didn't even do it. All right, so here we go. Now we're on the same page together. Now we get to Galatians chapter 5. This is Christianity 101. And Paul here, he begins to introduce a struggle happening in us between our flesh and our spirit. So Christians, you need to know this. When you become a believer and you receive salvation, what happens is is your spirit wakes up. All right? But you also need to know this. Your flesh is still active. So Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16, this is what it says. Are you ready for the word? It says, but I say walk habitually. I love that. In the Holy Spirit, seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desire of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Verse 17, for the sinful nature has its desire, which is opposed to the spirit, and the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit, are in direct opposition to each other. Continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. Say that again. This ain't my words, this is God's word. He's saying this, if you want to walk in the spirit, you can't continually do what you want to do. That's walking in the flesh. And then he goes, verse 18, but if you are guided and led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. So, The Holy Spirit on the inside of you rules your spirit. How many of y'all have ever been around somebody before? And as soon as you get around them, you know exactly who they've been hanging around. Like there's times where uh, the other day I had a client that he sent his kids, uh, brought the horses to shoe. And it was amazing. I was like, you guys are a chip off the old block. Their mannerisms the same, the way they said words, all of that. And I'm just telling you, looking at this text right here, in order to do things by the Spirit of God, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. How many of y'all know those gifts are still for us today? In order for you to walk in love, in joy, in peace, this is Galatians chapter 5. Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. You have to, in order to do that, you've got to hang around the Holy Spirit so you're influenced to do the things of who he is. Are you hearing me this morning? So you've got to be influenced by the Holy Spirit. And so as I begin to study this out, I felt like telling you this. The Holy Spirit rules your spirit now. But if you're not careful, this is exactly what happens. Your emotions and your feelings, they still rule your flesh. In Matthew 26, 41, Jesus says this, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is, the flesh is, the flesh is, 
We need to know this. The flesh is weak, right? This is spiritual warfare 101. Your spirit will always want to do what the will of God wants to do, but your flesh will always want to do contrary and fight what the will of God for your life is. You know, I was reading a topic about this depression um, a couple of weeks ago, and I decided to use it in my message today. But it was from a doctor, it's from a scientist, and, uh, you know, his view on it was totally contrary to what I was thinking. But I wanted to see where they were coming from because he was writing 2020, 2021 during the pandemic, COVID-19, all of that. People isolated and alone. And so depression went through the roof, right, of people being alone. How many of y'all know God's called us to be together? Forsake not the assembling of saints together. And so he gave nine ideas or nine sources of what bring depression, which is the devil, right? But two of them were biological. Meaning this, that they're genetic, meaning you maybe have a family line inside of your head where psychiatric or psychosis, and there's medicine for that. And I'm not saying I agree with any things. I'm just telling you this is what the world tells you, all right? And so, but seven of the nine things that bring depression, according to this doctor, were things that we can control. And I believe the Word of God taps into that. Even doc, if doctors notice this, Doctors even see that your emotions are controlled by your habits. Let's say that one more time. Your feelings, and I'm not, I, hey, listen, what kind of habits do you have? What kind of habits, how do you talk? That's a habit. How we eat. How you live your life. And lots of times people think that coming forward, maybe even in, in, in a... Um, an altar call to get set free from that, they think that there's a magic pill, but still, your gun, the word only works if you work it. I gave an example years ago. This guy came to the, the front of the line, and he, uh, I was praying for some people, and he, I said, what can I pray for you today? He said, I chew tobacco. I said, okay, red man, Levi Garrett, what is it? <laughs> Why are you telling me this? He goes, well, I'm just telling you I want to get prayed for. I said, well, wait a minute. Do you want to quit? He goes, no, not really. I like it. <laughs> I said, then go sit back down. I enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> he wanted me to pray for him and do some voodoo, I guess, to make him quit chewing tobacco. How many of y'all know he ain't going to be set free until he wants to quit? It's the same way with you. Until you want to quit. There ain't no deed in us even pouring a whole bottle of spiritual Jesus juice on your head. Because I'm telling you, that's how powerful the flesh is. And until you learn how to overcome the flesh, you're still going to lose in everyday life. I hope you're getting something out of this this morning. Because I'm telling you, this will set you free if you really get revelation of this. So now, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. I love it that the Apostle Paul gets very practical with us here. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Basically, he's saying this. What I'm about to tell you right now, you can put this on the board. It's true. He will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. For whatever a man sows, this and this only is what he will reap. Now, we love to say the scripture talking about finances. 
But he goes on and he's talking about our emotions, our flesh. He says, for the one who sows to the flesh, his sinful capacity, his worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Now hear me out. Here's my next thought. If I was writing something down, I would write this down. I would tell you this. Christianity 101. Dealing with the blues, brother. Feed the spirit, starve the flesh. Feed the spirit, starve the flesh. Now that we're talking about eating, many of you that have been on that diet, you've had cheat days, Jenny Craig. You have cheat days. And on a cheat day, you can do whatever you want. Can I tell you in your walk with Christ, no cheat days. You can't afford a cheat day. You can't. How many, you know how many times I've seen successful believers been set free. God's doing something in marriage. God's doing something in their family. And they have a cheat day. Go have a few beers with the boys. And that few beers with the boys leads back to a needle inside of their arm. Listen, you can't have cheat days. <laughs> Thou saith the Lord and your pastor. No cheat days. No, I'm being, I'm being so serious right now. Listen, this is life or death. This is life or death. No cheat days. You can't just have a cheat day. You know what? Today, I'm just going to say whatever the hell I want to say. See how that works? You know what? Today, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> Listen, no, you can't. you want to live a successful life you got to live now according to the word I want to give you an example I feel like I'm in Dexter's laboratory very simple I got some change in here got this out of my pickup This is what we do. Lean in here. We go, here's a quarter. God, Sunday morning, I'll be in church. But you know, Monday morning, I'm going to wake up and I won't feel like being Mike. Monday afternoon, no. You know, this is just how I'm feeling. I just feel like on Tuesday, everybody's, you know, looking down on me. I feel like no, so-and-so doesn't like me. I just feel like looking at whatever I want to look at, listen to whatever I want to hear, do whatever I want to do. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like walking with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to do what I feel and what I want to do, I, I, this, this is just this, <laughs> this is just how I feel. But God, Sunday morning, thank you, Jesus. There's a nickel. Let me come back over here, Pastor. I've been to every prayer meeting. Let me find the pennies. Gotta find the pennies. Yes, the pennies. I've been to every prayer meeting. I've been, I, I've been to the Bible study. 
Every time the doors of the church are open, I'm here. But I'm still living with my boyfriend or my girlfriend, and I'm having sex with him. The Bible says the marriage bed is undefiled. It don't matter how many pennies you put in the spirit. When you have a whole lottery inside the flesh. I hope I'm painting the picture for you. Why people don't live in victory is because when calamity comes, they don't pull, they pull from the bank that has the most money in it. And the reason that people have drama in their life is because they haven't learned how to overcome their feelings and say, you know what, I'm not now going to do what I want to do. I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm going to do what God's called me to be. I'm going to go where God's called me to go. There's even some of y'all. I, I, I mean, can I just be honest? I'm coming to a close. Somebody wants to come play. Uh, uh, you, there's people of y'all that even on a Sunday morning, you may have put the penny inside of here, but you are so upset with people inside the congregation. Did you see how so-and-so looked at me? I know they glared. I know they did. People glare. Get over it. I mean, I'm just, well, it's in church. I mean, I know this is a house full of broken people in here. But we serve a God of redemption. And you're sitting in here, you're still in the house of God. And you're still just, oh, this is how I feel. But God, I have 30, one, two, three, four. I have 35 cents in your bank. Save me. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, you know what? This is how I, that's, that's what I feel like doing. And I want to do that so bad. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and read my Bible rather than watch Friends episode that I've already seen. You know what? I'm going to take out of this flesh of rather than doing what I want to do, I'm going to do what, God, you've called me to do. My neighbors, my neighbors may be doing it, and it may look appeasing, and it may look fun, but I'm still, I'm still going to put in the bank. And listen, this is what will eventually begin to happen. And I'm not saying anybody's a saint, and I'm not saying anybody. I'm telling you myself, I've got some coins in the flesh jar. There's that one mare on my shoeing route. The devil lives in her, and it brings the devil out of me. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but one thing that I have learned to do is to cast out the flesh and bring on the spirit. So as I begin to do this, hey, hey, what I'm going to do is this. I, hey, I got the bad report from the doctor rather than, Ah, have pity on me. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on Facebook. Everybody have pity on me. I'm going to take my hospital selfie. I'm going to let everybody know. You guys be praying for me. They ain't praying for you. They're like, what an idiot. Why is he talking about how sick he is on Facebook? That's what I do. Just being honest with you. But when I get the bad report, the doctor comes out and said, you tested positive for one good-looking human being. All right, no. You've tested positive. 
all right? You tested, you tested positive for whatever, or you got cancer inside of your body, or, or it's tuberculosis, or it's, uh, you got high blood pressure. You don't go, ah! You go, no, 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 no. I brought my piggy bank. I brought it. In 1 Peter 2.24 says that by his stripes I am healed. It says in Psalm 107.20 that he sent his word and he healed me and he delivered me from all destruction. I'm in the Lord's army. Amen. Listen, I'm telling you, like pastor, we already know this, then do it. Do it. Come on, tap into the spirit, tap into the spirit, tap into the spirit, tap into the spirit. Gosh, I hope you get this this morning. Listen, the word gets better. Go to verse nine, go to verse nine. Then he says, let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good for at the proper time we will reap if we do not give in. Come on, stand to your feet this morning if you believe the word of God. Come on, if I tell you anything this morning, come on, give God praise this morning that I'm not gonna give up. I'm not gonna retreat. I'm not giving in to the things of this world. I'm gonna feed the spirit of God, not the flesh. Don't grow weary in doing good. Like I feel impressed to say this, there's some of y'all out there, you have a neighbor, you have a friend, there's somebody, their finances are great, their marriage looks good, their kids may be perfect because that's what they want you to see on Instagram. Listen, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you with all confidence, if they continue to feed the flesh, it'll all come crashing down. It'll all come crashing down. We've got to feed the Spirit of God on the inside of us. We've got a no cheat days. Come on, let's say no cheat days. No cheat days. Come on, this is Christianity 101, isn't it? It's Christianity 101. You want to live a victorious life? You've got to consistently feed the spirit and not the flesh. Every single day. Pastor, why, why am I in the blues? Because I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, I'm not saying that the enemy won't st- keep coming. But if you consistently, I'm telling you, I, I love this story, uh, R.W. Shambach. We were listening to it at the NFR. He's preaching a message. You ever heard R.W. Shambach, man of God? He's telling this story how he gets inside of this limo, and there's this woman off the street. She gets inside the limo, and she is full of devils. Gets inside. He gets inside the car, and he goes, who are you? And she goes, you're R.W. Shambach. And the limo driver goes, man, you're a man of God. Even the devil knows your name. (laughs) He said in the name of Jesus, come out of her. I tell you what, the devil knows Travis Bennett because he knows that I ain't giving in. I ain't giving up. I'm not going to grow weary and doing good. say my name all he want to, but here's the deal. He's intimidated, intimidated about the name that lives in me. 
Let's feed the let's feed feed the spirit. Let's feed the spirit. Some of y'all are going to have a chance to feed the flesh as soon as you go out in the parking lot. Complain, bicker, whine. My kids didn't do that to me. They whine. And I said, son, I need to give you, I, I need to give you some advice. This is godly advice. When you get older, you complain, you whine. No, absolutely nobody cares. Absolutely no one. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. I, I, uh, me and a buddy man was having a conversation. I saw somebody walk in. Uh, we were somewhere, and they walked in, and it was. And the guy I was with, he said, why should I feel sorry for him if he's already feeling sorry for himself? We were, I, I wasn't going to feed his flesh. I'm going to feed the spirit. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You big crybaby. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Come on. We're more than conquerors. Amen. Now I want to see this. Every eye looking at me. And you say, you know what, pastor? I've got to do better. I've been feeding my flesh and not my spirit. Raise your hand. Praise God. Praise God. Close your eyes. God, in Jesus' name, Spirit of the living God, Spirit of the living God, I pray for each and every one of these people right now. I pray, God, that you would pour out your Spirit on all flesh. Pour your Spirit out on all flesh, God. I just pray right now that you pour out your Spirit on all flesh. God, we make the decision to walk in the Spirit, and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, God, right now, by the Spirit of God, I pray. I pray, God, Lord, that you give them strength, that you give them eyes to see, that you give them ears to hear, Lord, on decisions that they're about to make, that they need to make, that they're going to make, that they would not be led by their emotions, their will of what they want to do, but, God, they'd be led by what your Word says to do and be who you've called them to be. God, do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.